to another episode of the Tigers and Takedowns podcast. I'm Morgan. And I'm James. And we are hot off watching the Southern Scuffle. I mean, what, ended like 30 minutes ago? Uh, probably 30, 45 minutes, yeah. Yeah, and we are ready to talk about it. But before we get into the scuffle, there was actually another tournament that we had some guys at, uh, Midlands. So, James, what were some of the takeaways we had from Midlands before we get into full-on scuffle? Yeah, absolutely. So, Midlands, uh, Mizzou sent seven guys to there. Let me make sure I got them all here. They sent Eric Lovelace at 133, Josh Edmond at 141, Joel Myland at 149, Jordan Fisher. I And let me just say this. I'm not sure if it's Jordan or Gerard because I have seen both now, and I'm not 100% sure. Um and then James Conway at 165, Clayton Whiting 184, Tommy Hagen 197, and Ryan Borsma at 285. Um, so, excuse me. So, you know, you got one, two, three, four, five true freshmen there, a couple red shirts. Um, pretty, some interesting results. Um, Lovelace got a win. Uh, and then, let's see. So the biggest result out of there is Josh Edmond, who ended up making the finals. He got some big wins um, over Frankie Talshahar, who was ranked, I believe, ninth. And then he also beat Brian Courtney who from Virginia. Well, not from Virginia. He's a graduate, but that's a solid win, even though he's not in the rankings. He was in the rankings when he was in college. And then he beat Sammy Alvarez, who was the two seed. Um, he lost to number one Cole Matthews in the finals 3-1, but... I mean, he looked pretty pretty good. You know, I was a little worried about him after that U and I opened some of his gas tank stuff, but now I'm thinking that might have been a bad cut, might have been a little under the weather. Sounds like a, a bug is kind of going around the team. Oh man! But, but uh, Edmund looked really good there. Really happy with that performance. And as a guy that's likely going to return to the lineup, you'd imagine. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Next year, it's taking, great to see having a successful redshirt year. Yeah, taking a redshirt right now. He and a lot of people don't realize that he was kind of undersized at 149, but 141 is kind of his more natural weight class. So if he can maintain that next year, he'll be a really good piece uh, addition. Um, Gerard or Jordan Fisher also had a pretty good tournament. He upset Dijon Casto of Pittsburgh, who's a qualifier, who was a qualifier for the Citadel, in in the, like the mid twenties range in terms of rankings. Um, also got a, a pretty good win over Jared Hill, who was a really good redshirt for OU last season, but hasn't been the starter this year. Uh, took two ranked losses, nothing too crazy, but pretty solid performance for the true freshman. Um, I would like to interject that his Instagram says Jordan. Jordan. Okay, that's. I think that's why I've been writing. So, but I'm good. sure that somewhere, somewhere along the way, someone has spelled it wrong because that's what happens to wrestlers when they go to tournaments. Yeah, I, it always throws me off. But even on WrestleStat, says Gerard. So maybe, maybe we can see about fixing that. Um, Ryan Borsma, he went two and two, had two good wins, um, but then lost to the five seed Boone McDermott, and then dropped a match on the backside, getting pinned pretty quick. Uh, you know, he's a he's a great recruit he has the size for heavyweight i think he's got to develop some of his some of his movement at college now uh you know and he's he's got a lot of size but i think that he could use some more time in the weight room to kind of distribute it a little better and get a little more like wrestling built 
um, for the college level at least. Sorry if you guys can hear chewing. That's our dog who has decided to just now start eating for the day. Yeah, and, and do it right next to where we're recording. So. Yes. He's he, really cute though, so he can, he's allowed. His, his food's away from here, but he brings a bite and then comes back in here to chew it next to us. So that's fun. All right, but and then the the other big kind of performer was Slayton Whiting. He didn't place, uh, but he did. He had seven matches. He went five and two and lost in the blood round of the tournament. Um, it kind of sucked because his first match was against Dylan Fishback of NC State, who's a really good uh, freshman, also redshirting for them. And I mean, he lost nine two. It kind of wasn't close, but just. You know, Whiting, kind of a slow starter. Uh, the same thing in his other loss against Evan Bates. He just kind of came down early and looked really good late, but just kind of took a while to really start, you know, get on his bike, start scoring points. Because when he does score, he scores well. But uh, just a little something to notice, too, in that Bates match. His knee kind of got torqued, and he shouted out in pain. Match got stopped. He was holding his knee pretty good. Um, I thought they might like medical forfeit mm -hmm. out but he chose to continue didn't have a limp during the match didn't seem to have one after the match but you know sometimes adrenaline gets going so just something to keep an eye on him hopefully nothing too serious um but that's it for midlands nothing like i said nothing too crazy edmund's really the standout guy there uh and dom was the assistant coach there we weren't sure if we'd seen him at scuffle but he must have caught a flight out yeah must have made that quick trip two days of, at midlands back to back with the scuffle so I think you get one day in between. Oh, okay. So he, he so he could take a leisurely flight. Yeah. Or he might have drove, you know, Chicago to Chattanooga. Wouldn't be terrible. Who knows? Maybe. I haven't made it. I haven't either. Um, We're going to the scuffle sometime. Yes. That's a goal for us. Hopefully next season. Yeah. So speaking of the scuffle, I think for starters, when if you listen to our preview, our mild preview of the scuffle... We talked about how excited we were about uh, some of our matches, including 165, yeah. especially, um, and our other number one, Rocky, yep. at uh, 197, both of uh, which did not end up competing at the scuffle, along with Brock Mahler. It was announced with us to a video of Coach Smith, what, the day before? Uh, yeah, like the night of. Yeah, of scuffle that those three guys, um, Mahler had flu, mm -hmm. and then Rocky and Keegan were both uh, a little banged up and going to take the time to rest instead of compete. So none of the three of them competed. So Mizzou automatically kind of started down a, a, a significant peg lower than they thought they would going into the scuffle. Yeah, kind of a bummer, especially because I think I kind of dogged on Iowa State for resting, for resting their guys. guys. Um, it sounds like, you know, O'Toole and Elam or Rocky probably could have gone, but Coach Smith kind of had them stay home and, you know, it kind of is what it is. It's mm -hmm. kind of the state of wrestling right now, um, which if you're on Twitter, you see a lot of back and forth between guys and, and some athletes got into it today, which I thought had some interesting points. So, uh, you know, kind of a bummer. Uh, I think it definitely kind of shot Mizzou's chances for a title. You know, they finished in third place, but what you know, what can you do? Yeah. But uh, as far as actual results go, yeah, let's let's break it down. Do you want to do day one, day two, or do you want to just go through the weights and talk about each guy's performance? I think we'll just go jump into the weights. All right, um, Noah certain. Well, first of, of all, favorites. I want I want to talk about the team overall. Oklahoma State won with 181 points. They had their entire roster what, like there. Twenty five. Twenty four guys. Yeah. I think. 
Um, and then North Dakota State actually had a really good tournament finishing second. They put they had come three. from behind too. They yeah after day one they weren't in the top three. Yeah, Mizzou or they might have been third. I think I thought we were third and Minnesota was second. N- no, we were first. Mm. But um, they or yeah, you might be right. I think might Minnesota like was in the top three. Um, but yeah, they had a good tournament. They they put three five in the finals and got three champs. Um, they had 144 and a half points, and then Mizzou had 125 points. You know, so maybe you, all the wrestlers were attached. Uh, so Cam Seed had a really good performance. We'll get into that. But, but you know, you throw in Rocky, who where we, Mizzou got zero points at 197, yeah. and that might be 24 plus points right there. And and then you throw in Mahler, and you know, Keegan. Uh, yeah, it's just like these. The bonus points matter, and advancing in consolations or in the championship round would have contributed a lot of points and. Any of those three guys could definitely, oh yeah, shaken things up and. I also just like kind of watching some of the vibes, the vibes. Uh, We're young. Watching just some parts of how Mizzou wrestled, I felt at times like, I don't know, you know, maybe you know that you don't have your big guns, and once Oklahoma State starts to pull away, you just kind of like, all right, you know, it is, it is what it is, kind of deal. I don't know. I just felt like it didn't have the same. You know, uh, same type of feel that the guys sometimes have when they're yeah. all when they're all going on all cylinders. Although know? I will say, after the way injury shook out in day two, that can definitely take the wind out of your sails that, too. We'll get into yeah, that, but oh no my joke. gosh, that's no the joke. headline. Um, yeah, so we'll start with certain. So certain ended up finishing in second place. Um, pretty good performance. Mm-hmm. Um, what was he seeded coming into this? So certain was seeded third. Okay, so. Um, he got a major and a pin in his first two matches. Um, I'm trying to. Is, I don't know if Richard Sandoval is anybody to. Uh, no. So no, the, but so, I know that Anthony Sabakar is. Yeah, Sabakar's kind of interesting. He's not ranked. He's from Binghamton. He pinned Connor Brown at 133 yeah. last season. He's a he's a dangerous guy, but he doesn't do like not not a crazy win. I'm just glad certain got out of that match. Yeah, me too. Um. But certain did pin Troy Spratley of Minnesota in the quarters. Yeah, who's a true freshman from there, and he's good. He mm-hmm. beat Pat McKee in a wrestle off, which you know can get kind of wonky. But uh, Spratley actually got the first takedown in a ride out in the first period. But then certain got a four point turn in the second, and then took him straight to his back with a throw with the pin. Yeah, it was. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of like a Keegan match where you kind of give up a little bit early, but you don't really kind of. Give Let it affect points. you. You like, yeah, yeah. You give up some points, but you kind. Of, he didn't really seem like he was panicked when he was doing those things. He just felt confident. I think in his own offense. So yeah, it was. It, it was, was great good, to see. It was a good comeback too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the semis on day two, he got a little bit of revenge against Trevor Master Giovanni. I was so State. nervous watching this one coming in, but it turned out in certain's favor. He he wrestled hard and and ended up getting the win. Yeah. Um, it seemed like he kind of had a good game plan. The two are pretty familiar with each other. Mastro didn't want anything of uh, Certain's top game. In fact, he t- he took neutral in the third period despite being down. I know. I even asked you about that because I, I, OSU guys almost always take bottom. Yeah, it was it was it was a rare time, but and then you know Mastro didn't push too hard, but kind of took a lazy shot towards the end of the third period and certain capitalized was able to, to put it away yeah blank them and, and that was an upset win you know certain's ranked 14th and Mastro's ranked 12th and certain's kind of struggled at times this season when well, that was a good win absolutely and then going into the finals you know 
Uh, certain end up uh, losing that one 4-3 to number 10 Matt Ramos. And it was one of those ones where you're like, all right, he's number 10, Noah's 14. Like, you know, it's definitely in the cards. It's something certain can pull off. Maybe you ride the momentum. And, and he looked pretty good, but just it wasn't able to get it to stack up. Yeah, it really, uh, Ramos's four points came in the first period pretty early. It was uh, brutal uh, to watch. Yeah, just kind of like, I don't even remember the first initial exchange, but Ramos came in and certain kind of went for a big move. I think he was reshooting off of something that Ramos did, but he went for something big. Yeah, and Ramos capitalized, and Ramos is dangerous too, and put him on his back, um, and, and certain ended up getting a reversal, uh, and an escape later but uh in the third period down four three Merritt ramos took neutral certain just couldn't really get anything yeah going. he was playing a lot of upper body which is not typically where he gets a lot of his moves and well i i think he does get a lot of moves from there but ramos knowing it's hard to throw a guy when he knows he's down and you know he's like you can't stall but you you know how to not get thrown yeah. there you know but and I, I think it's, you know, you didn't see certain take a lot of leg attacks, and I don't know if it was game plan or what, but, you know, Ramos has a very good step over mm-hmm. from a single leg, uh, and he, he I know he pinned his previous opponent, and I, I don't know if he pinned his opponent before that, but he's he's dangerous with that, yeah. so, you know, shooting in on legs is, is not always advised against someone like Ramos, but... Not yeah, like like you said, not a rankings upset for certain by any means in that match, but it did kind of feel like he was right there. Yeah, it was it was definitely his for the taking. But I mean, second place at the scuffle, he came fourth last year, right? Well, yeah, he also hasn't wrestled in a, a month because of he's had that leg injury. But also fourth place at a much lighter scuffle last year. You know, he had a lot more tough competition, so. Not mad at second place for certain, and no, he had some great performances. He looked good. I I, I was pretty I'm glad happy he's back with him. So strong. Yes, absolutely. Mizzou Mizzou's going to need him. Um, moving on to one thirty three, Connor Brown kind of had a weird tournament. Didn't you know? Didn't uh, wrestle at North Dakota State and didn't necessarily look like himself here. Um, got a tech in the first round. Got a really close decision against Reese Whitcraft, Oklahoma State's backup, who's very solid, mm-hmm. but. I mean, man, it was a back-and-forth match. Yeah, 14 to, uh, 14 to 12 was the final score. I mean, like, you you do see high scores sometimes, but that's a high score from both guys. Well, and Whitcraft was just, you know, Brown gets in crazy scrambles, and Whitcraft was really good at capitalizing. Well, hang in there, yeah. Just back-and-forth. Um, uh, Brown ended up dropping his quarterfinals match of Aaron Nagao, or to Aaron Nagao of Minnesota, who mm-hmm. I think is ranked in, like, 18th. Um, and... But it still looked like on the backside, you know, Brown was in the blood round. You need one win to, to make it. And, and he, yeah. was, he was going against Kurt Phipps of um, Bucknell, and I thought I had a good chance. Yeah, absolutely. Until he got all of six seconds into that match. Yeah. And uh, a headbutt, they were kind of both going at each other at the same time. Like... Yeah, they just kind of both shot in at the same time, but Phipps was a little lower, and so it was... The top of his head went right into Brown's face. Um, they ruled him out pretty quick. I know concussion was discussed, and I would not be shocked. I also saw a rumor of a broken nose, which I would not be shocked and by. And those two things go hand in hand. Could be both. Yeah. Just, uh, it looked brutal, and it looked like Brown was in like a lot, like not 
not like a lot of pain, but like, oh, it, it was a he, big he shock knew and a big wasn't hit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he walked straight to his corner. Yeah. So he ended up not placing kind of a tough tournament for him. Hopefully, you know, it's nothing too serious. And he can get back. But... Yeah, because Mizzou does not have a ton of depth at that weight. So just something to keep an eye on going forward. Yeah, because I, I think that he would have had a great consolation run if he would have been able to do it. Yeah, I I, I th- thought that he had a chance to make the third place match, but I don't know. He also just didn't really look like himself, so who knows. Yeah. A lot of things to keep an eye on with Brown. Yep. Um Hart had a great tournament. Incredible tournament. Yeah, he, Good uh, for him. He had a pigtail match in the round of 64 just because the buys are randomly drawn in. And he ended up going pin, major, major, tech um, against four unranked guys, but pretty solid guys. And then in the semis, he had number six, Jake Berglund, a returning All-American mm-hmm. from Minnesota. And he beat him 6-0. Blanked him. Like, Blanked him. Never really felt that close either. No, he, he looked confident. He looked like... He knew what he was doing. He was getting what he wanted out of that match and just really shut him down. Yeah, I, I was hoping that Hart would be able to keep that up in the finals, but Andrew Alirez... That's a tough draw. North, Northern Colorado. It, I mean, you know, Intermet has him ranked number three. I think Flo has him ranked number one. Yeah. I personally think he should be number one with how he's looked this season. He beat number one Cole Matthews in an all-star classic match, and... You know, last year these two wrestled twice, and they were both really close. Mm-hmm. A sudden victory win and like a six-four win. Um, but Alirez looked like he just has his timing down mm-hmm. this season. And he, yeah, he was just dominant. And Hart, Hart was going for offense. Hart was not shying away from the challenge here, but he just, I don't know, gave up too many points, gave up too many takedowns. Yeah, I mean, I Alirez is the favorite for the title. I'm kind of rooting for Northern Colorado to get a champ, and uh, but man, that was that was a tough match. Yeah. It, it it did not feel super competitive at times, if I'm being honest. I mm-hmm. you know Hart will definitely take some development away from that, but we'll see how much. Um, but again, great to see him finish second. That's oh up, yeah, I above mean, what he placed last year. No, same. Same for, made, from fourth to second in a much tougher. Nope. Nope. nope he made the finals last year. Oh. Against Real Woods. I thought you were saying he was the same as certain. No, no, no. Sorry. Same as last year. So, you know, two-time scuffled runner-up. Solid tournament. Got really good bonus, which was big. And he's looking aggressive. And, I mean, he looks, you know, looks great this season. Yeah, I'm excited. And I, I liked how he looked in the tournament. It makes me excited for conferences and NCAAs. Yeah, I feel like that was more of a... The finals was more Alirez is that good rather than anything about Hart. I agree. Um so, moving on to 149. Mm-hmm. Again, no Mauler. Uh, but we did send Nate Pulliam. Uh, so, uh, Nate Pulliam is a freshman? Um, I think he's a redshirt freshman. Let me double check that. So, however you want to call that. From Rolla. He was a top 100 recruit. Um, well, if I can find his wrestle stat. He uh, he, he's really solid. Gave uh, Mauler a really tough wrestle off. Has some solid wins. Yeah, he's a redshirt freshman. Okay. Um. He, uh, you know, he came in unseated, didn't have a lot of expectations for him. Uh, he, I think his biggest win before this probably came against Jordan Williams of Oklahoma State, who's just a true freshman, yeah. just like a really good true freshman. That we and Oklahoma about. State's tough. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Pulliam came in and, and uh, got two solid wins. You yeah, know? beat Joey Bianchi and Noah Castillo. Uh, Bianchi's not ranked, but Castillo is. Yeah. Um, 
it was actually closer with Bianchi than it was, well, I don't know. It was 7-6 versus 2-0 against Castillo. But either way, tough uh, tough wrestling, and he was able to get the win against both of those guys. Um, then going into the quarterfinals, he kind of got a, a tough matchup with Victor Voinovich of OSU. Yeah, just very, very solid guy, very hard to score Technical on. Technical yeah, and tough. Um, and then the Constellations, he had the top seed, Jay Nabis, who had wrestled back from losing in the first round. Uh, it was 6-3. Abbas was winning pretty handily, but uh, in, I think, the second or third period, Abbas shot in, and Pulliam sprawled real hard, and it was just like a freak thing. I'd it, never yeah. seen it before. Uh, Abbas's back hits, or Pulliam sprawls so hard while Abbas's back is up, and you see Pulliam's head just smack against Yeah, he back. goes, like, over the top of him, you yeah. know, trying to get, like, a wrap or some sort of something. And just, and just bounces against his, against his back. Yeah, like they, they stand back up, and, and then he just kind of, like, goes to his knees and then kind of slides onto the mat. I mean, yeah, it, it was it, a smart thing to pull him. He, that wasn't, yeah, it was a little scary. It, it sucks to see a guy, you know, lose like that, but his, you know, he got a really nice comeback win against Joey Bianchi. The win against Noah Castillo, who's ranked 30, was an escape, and he had a third period ride out, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's awesome. Tough to do, too, yeah, you know, in college. Pulliam's still young. He, he's he got a signature win now with a ranked win. Um, just hope that he's healthy and, and see what he can do in the future, you know? Yeah, hope that all these guys are getting better, so... Uh, then 157. Sent we, two guys. Yep, yeah, we got two guys. We'll talk about, uh, Logan Joffrey first. Uh, so, uh, Joffrey got a, f- uh, win in the round of 32, 3-1 against Jack, well, Jackson Spires. Yeah, sorry. It's a cool name. I, it is a cool name. Um, and then, uh, in the round of 16, he ran into Caden Jeffeller of, uh, OSU, number eight. Um, lost seven to one. That that's a tough draw for anybody. Yeah, so yeah. But then on the backside, you know, kind of Joffrey's looked good at times this season. Maybe he can go on a run, make the podium. But he lost to Matt Bianchi of Little Rock three one, and just kind of, I don't know. Mizzou needs someone to step up there for you know. Jake Hughes is the starter right now, pretty set. But uh, next year. You know, that's a tough spot. Yeah. Jordan Fisher's there. Logan Joffrey's there. Uh, just kind of have to see what happens. Yeah, and there's going to be tough matches like that, so. But Jake Hughes did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, round of 32, he gets a pin against Jake Silverstein. Round of 16, he decisions Daniel Manabog of Oklahoma State, 9-3. Uh, in the quarterfinals, he had a really tough match against uh, Stanford wrestler Daniel Cardenas, who's ranked number 17. He was 12-0 going into the match, and Jake Hughes kind of worked him. Uh, he won 8-5. I feel like this, the match score is a little closer than the match actually felt at times. Mm-hmm, I'd agree. I thought he looked really good. Uh, making the semis, he got number three, Kendall Coleman of Purdue. I felt really confident in Jake Hughes going into this. and I, I thought did, too. He wrestled really well. I mean, he was on legs a, a good number of times, but Coleman scrambling... I mean, if you watch the finals of Coleman versus Frenick, you saw some crazy scrambles from him, too. I mean, it's really high level, and it's, he's hard to finish on. And but Jake Hughes took him to overtime, though. Yeah, well, and it's kind of the thing. Like, I saw some people like, oh, another Jake Hughes overtime match and a loss. But, like, mm-hmm. this was such a different match than, than what last year would have been. Yeah, where it's just like... Not even a fight gets put up yeah, to, like, to try to, like, to win it there. He was in on legs. He was taking shots. He was the aggressor. Um, but 
unfortunately, in the semis, once overtime hit, Kendall Coleman just hits a, a beautiful blast double, yep. but runs right through JQ's head on the way there. Um, you see JQ's take the hit like a punch. Mm-hmm. and Ken His Col- head like bobbles. Yeah, Coleman finishes the takedown, and I thought JQ's was unconscious. Yeah, um, I, he looked out. Yeah, and so he ended up having to magically forfeit, so he ended up finishing in sixth place. That sucks, but yeah. the the you know head uh, head injuries like that are kind of freak accidents, especially in wrestling. So just hope that there's no uh, like long term effects and that he comes back healthy. Yeah, you know, gotta I, take these things seriously. And in a yeah. tournament setting like this, it's not worth and, and throwing he, a guy back out there. He looked great. I mean, give him that match again. He, it might change. You know, like and so and i was a little worried earlier in the season but there's been a turning point you know a few duel, a few duels back and i mean he he's looking awesome it, it makes me really excited to see what's to come yeah i i'm a big fan of how jake Hughes is looking mm-hmm. um breakout guy at the tournament. i was gonna say 165 i thought was a setup for disappointment with keegan not coming but oh my gosh cam steed cam steed man I this mean, was so exciting so a little background if you don't know cam steed he's a four-time state champ out of collinsville oklahoma he was a late pickup for Mizzou. I think that they signed him like in in May or something like that, mm-hmm. like really late, just outside of the top 100. But you know, getting a four-time state champ out of Oklahoma, that's that's a good Pretty grab. Pretty impressive. Um, came in, kind of expected him to be a 157. Wrestled off at 157 and, and looked okay. Didn't really exactly have the results he would want. Um, he wrestled in one open at 157 earlier this season. Let me make sure. Um, yeah, at the Lindenwood Open, and he made the finals against Joffrey, and he looked pretty solid, but got hurt in the finals, and the next time we saw him, a couple weeks later, he was at 165, and since then, you know, he's taken a couple losses where he kind of couldn't get his offense going, but the scuffle, I mean, he looked great. Yeah, he really did. He, he dropped his first match to Mikey Caliendo, the two seed, who, you know, if you remember the ndsu duel uh gave keegan a really tough match yeah but after that yeah after that so then he drops down to the constellation bracket and immediately gets a pin um and then gets a decision after that then a major then a decision then a major and then another pin that's his consolation run yeah he won six in a row to make the third place match which is it, it was really impressive. I, I Plus didn't four list, b- bonus wins. I, I was about to say, yeah, a lot of bonus points. I didn't name a lot of the people that he wrestled, but he did uh, his only non... Er, he's got two decisions. One of them is against number 26, Will Formato. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a, a, a ranked win that he got, which is really exciting to see. Um, but, oh my gosh, the, the pins and he... He just looked great. He looked strong against all of these guys. He looked faster than them. He was getting to his offense constantly. He was getting to takedowns. Well, and the guys, if you look at who he beat, like Chance McLean, unranked, not the starter, but is a very good Oklahoma State backup. Will Fermato was a qualifier last year of App, from App State and ranked. Um, Kale Carlson was a freaking qualifier last year and ranked at times. And Hunter Garvin's a stud, also fellow true freshman um, from Stanford, and he majored him. I mean, like, like, like you were saying, the it wasn't just who he beat necessarily, but how he beat him in dominant fashion. I mean, he his offense looks great. He's got speed. He's got like this really nice footwork. 
and that he like paws out his hands like a jab mm-hmm. almost like sometimes he feels like a boxer with his hand fighting but and for a guy that started the season at 157 he does look like he has some serious strength i mean his pin of carlson was like ridiculous he hit a high flyer against a, a guy who who looks super strong himself yep you know um unfortunately the, the execution looks like textbook yeah i mean he he is someone that's like i know some people online were really hoping that he could get to 157 but i am kind of in the boat that i don't really like if a guy's already at a weight i'm not big on having him cut down mm-hmm. i would honestly prefer to see him move up to 174 um, I don't think that Keegan has any plans of doing that. And Mako's a junior, you know, give Steed this year at 165, the next, the off season and the next year really get him up to 174, get used to the weight class. And I mean, he's got the build for it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I agree. And I think he'd, he'd be awesome. Um, so like we said, six wins in a row, makes his way all the way to the third place match. Where he finds himself against Wyatt Sheets of Oklahoma State, um, which is a tough draw for anybody. That that's a little. Well, and I was looking forward to it because I was like, that Sheets is really good from top. Great challenge for a true freshman. Yeah, and, and like you know, like we said, he's already beat a guy ranked in the twenties. Like you know, if if he's got a chance to kind of really make a mark, make a stamp, like this is kind of the right like segment Opponent. of guys to yeah, do it. Absolutely. Is this the last time we have to say medical forfeit talking about this guy? No, unfortunately not. Um, I I think it was a head collision this time. Yeah. Both guys kind of half shot in and just knocked heads, and Steed just took it in a worse spot. And, you know, at this point, I think Mizzou was just kind of like, don't mess with, with head stuff. Just, just done. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're I mean, out. But it was crazy how often this happened. I, I have not seen this happen so much to one singular team. I do don't know what was going on. Well, and and medical forfeits in like a tournament, you know, I feel like a lot of times have to do with existing injuries. Oh, that guy's got a bad knee. He torqued that knee again. Like just to have head injury after head injury after the, head injury. The head injuries is a is a true outlier. I have no idea why. I hope to never see it again. It was um, awful. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't have a good answer. It I was don't just either. a just a bad day for Mizzou as yeah. far as injuries go. But I feel Cam Steed should be, I mean, immensely proud of this performance. That, Absolutely. It was so exciting to watch. I wish he would have had like a more, even if he would have lost that match against uh, Sheets and still gotten fourth place, I feel like that would have been a better way to go out than have to medically forfeit with a head injury. Yeah, but, absolutely. But still an outstanding performance, and Mizzou fans should be really excited and keep an eye on him. Yeah, big fan of what he looks like, and... You know, we'll see. Maybe he does go to 157, but like I said, I, I think that he would make a great 174. Uh, something to note, too, this was his fourth uh, match as an attached wrestler as a true freshman while redshirting, so he gets one more. Um, in the second semester, true freshman can compete in opens unattached now, but, you know, Mizzou is probably hanging on to that one just in case, just in case Keegan's, Keegan's out. Yep, and they they got someone to step up because we I don't think we've seen Mitchell Bolkin this year who was his backup. No, nope. so don't know what's going on there. But Steed looks great. Yeah, he looks awesome. Um, one seventy four, my favorite. Let, well, let's start with Ellis Flieger. Actually, he uh, he kind of had a rough tournament. Went zero two, comes out against Tyler Eichens, the four seed, and gets pinned in the third period. Uh, back uh, or in consolations, back and forth match. 
definitely felt like he could have won it uh, against Braden Welch and ended up losing 10-8. With that match happening so early in the tournament, I don't fully remember everything, but I do remember feeling a lot of frustration after that match. I mean, 10-8 too, like, you know, so you're able to get to your offense. You're able to score on this guy. So what what makes the difference that you got outscored, you gave up an extra escape or two? What, What was the difference maker there? Yeah, and I know that Mizzou was real hopeful about Flieger coming into the season. You know, he he was a solid recruit. Hopefully he could develop into into something, but he's you know, his results haven't put that there yet. He's he's still young, but uh that's part of why I think Steed should move to one seventy four because I I think that Flieger is just kind of, you know, not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll see what if that changes, but Kind of a tough tournament going on, too. But Mako, the starter, he ended up finishing in second. Yeah, he had uh, a really, I would say, a really strong tournament. So just blasting through the first three, round of 32, he'd be, I just want to say his name, McCartney Parkinson. Great That's name. so much texture. We've seen a lot of good names yeah, here. Yeah, really. If you're looking for a name for uh, baby names or anything, watch a wrestling <laughs> uh, tournament. Probably get a lot of Kales these You'll days. You'll get a lot of Kales. Uh, yeah. A lot of Davids now. A lot of three name names. I feel like. A lot of three. Oh, like hyphens. Yeah, like yeah. an RBY, like a. Oh Where yeah. there's three names. Oh okay, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but so he got a tech in his first round, twenty-one to five. Great to see. Uh, round of sixteen, he got a decision over Connor Becker, twelve to five. And then in the corner finals, he got a decision over Gavin Sachs, seven to four. And Sachs was a rematch. Who he just pinned. Uh, Sachs actually wrestled him pretty well. Yeah, but he, he kind of knew what was coming maybe a little bit more. Yeah, kind of had knew not to go to his back this time. Yep, smart. You know? uh, semis, he had number 15, Bailey O'Reilly of Minnesota. And O'Reilly's really good. I was nervous. I, I had O'Reilly as a dark horse last season before he got hurt to All-American. He had a pretty bad injury, but he's looked solid this year. And Mako kind of dominated him. Handled him. I mean, kind of lived on his legs. He won 9-3, but he was pushing for the major. He was one takedown away, I think, because he would have got riding time with yep. one more. But, uh, or he didn't, wouldn't even need riding time. But, um, yeah, really, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt like Mako was on a mission. And he, yeah. he knew that plot was waiting for him in the finals. You know, um, but... You want to talk about that match a little bit? I, I'm going to get too heated about it, probably. But so, uh, Dustin Plot, number four of OSU. It's a rematch of the Big 12 finals last mm-hmm. year. With Those were the two. Plot won 4 3 on a, yeah. on a so very close. late takedown. Oh, that. I'm not going to talk about that yeah. match. Yeah. Um, so, Plot ended up winning. Maka lost 12 7. But uh, I would say the plot really. Brought a ton of offense, too. I feel like in the last one, Mako was maybe more the aggressor, but in this one, Plot was ready and had a lot of his own offense that he was generating as well. And some of his single legs were just too strong or in too deep for Mako to be able to scramble out of like he can against some other people. Yeah, and, and I'm going to do a little speculating here. Here we go. Just from what watching that match compared to their match last year. Uh, first of all, Plot it was one of the top recruits coming out of high school. Just had some injury issues. That seemed to have been solved, uh, surprisingly. But he has made some really big strides this season in in his uh, scrambling. And I think that showed a lot in this match. Uh, Mako came out aggressive. He scored two early takedowns. He was hand-fighting hard, gotten some crazy scrambles. 
and I think that he kind of like overexerted himself. Mm-hmm. I think he came out hot, wanted to get a lead, wanted to kind of put it on plot. But plot is a guy that has an absurd gas tank. He will keep the he pace. Did, he didn't look winded once. He will keep the pace in the third period the same as the first period. And I think that, you know, Mako's in great shape, but he set a pace that he couldn't keep and plot kept up. Yeah, I mean, um, it was nonstop. When you say hand fighting, I mean, and also like clubs to the back of the yeah. head, like tough, tough hand fighting, like bouncing around, like moving constantly. And like you were saying, Plot's single legs. I think that he learned from last season, like Mako is not a guy that you can get in these certain positions with because he he was ready for what Mako was going to do to the point that he finished clean once, but in another scramble... Plot put him straight to his back. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought that Maka was going to get pinned there, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah. It, it looked like it was locked up. The match was tied 6-6 six to six at that point, but then that was a big six-point move. Uh, I actually had to miss that part. I thought he was going to get pinned, but right as that was happening, we had some, some Mormons come to our door at like 8.30 for some reason. And we're like, what? you don't understand there's wrestling right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, oh, sorry guys, but we got some live sports happening. <laughs> Please they, try again later. They wished our team luck. Didn't help. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that this was a tough match. This was a tough loss. But I am glad that it happened at the scuffle rather than the duel or the Big 12s or NCAAs. Yeah, and I said this while we were watching it. This matchup is probably going to happen again at least once a season. Oh, yeah. Well, the duel and then between Big 12s or NCAAs, like, you could see it in the blood round. You could see it in the semis, anyone, you know? That'd be great. Um, But I don't know. I, I think Mako just came out just a little too hyped up and and overexerted himself and i think plot had made adjustments that he was not necessarily prepared for again me speculating just kind of what it felt like uh plot is plot has jumped a level since last season and uh mako i think mako has too but i think that he will make the necessary adjustments going forward i think that match looks looks uh Still some crazy scrambles, probably still back and forth. Mako couldn't ride Plot, and Plot couldn't really ride Mako. No. So it's it's going to be a really tough, gritty match. Plot's a guy that you have to finish. Like, if you want to f- really separate from him, then you need to finish periods on top. But he's so hard to ride that you probably need to be getting a takedown with short time, you know? Um so, we'll see how that match goes in the future. Yeah. But congrats to Mako on a second place finish. Yes. Very solid. Uh, second year, second time. He was a runner-up last year, yeah. too. Um, uh, ne- next year, you know, he'll get the yeah, next number one year. spot. Do we want to talk about 184 or should we just skip it all together? Uh, no, I guess we got to jump into it. All right. 184. I, I, you know, we talked before about how kind of a weak weight class, only one guy. Uh, Isaiah Salazar of Minnesota ended up not coming. So the only guy ranked ahead of Harmon was Travis Whitlake. And so it's like, weak weight, couple ranked guys. Who's going to finish further? You know, who's going to place higher? Who's going to really show out and establish themselves that they should be the starter? And neither guy did. No. Uh, I guess we'll start with Hawks since we're, I guess, doing like, quote unquote, backups before starters. Yeah. But uh, so Hawks gets uh, 
Chase Milnick in uh, the round of 32, wins 6-1, wins again in the round of 16, um, 5-4, so another close decision. Um, Quarterfinals runs into Travis Whitlake. Um, And and I will say that I really like that Whitlake matchup for Hawks. Um, Whitlake, he loves, you know, an underhook, so does Hawks. Whitlake can struggle on bottom. Hawks is good from top. Uh, but it ended up that Whitlake got out and Hawks did not, and Whitlake won 2-0. I mean, boring. And it, Boring, it, no offense. It was a stall ride by Whitlake, sure. But stall rides are going to happen, and you have to escape at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. you know. And Hawks was not doing enough to really force anyone's hand to, to do anything. Um, I There were moments where I was like, I don't know why he's not – getting up or getting out it definitely felt attainable it felt like he was lacking some urgency Mm -hmm. especially late um so that was disappointing and then you know drops from the quarterfinals in the blood round all right you know you get joel devine a a former 174 for iowa state who's up at 184 and feels very winnable and hawks goes out there zero zero match and goes to cement mixer divine in the first period and gets caught on his back and pinned and uh that i mean that's it that's it yeah that's it you know like i you lose to whitlake in a great chance to get a big upset and then you pin yourself against a backup and it, it's frustrating i was telling morgan i was like it really reminds me of noah certain when he before he became the starter where he was you saw a lot of skill you saw good moves you saw a lot of good things but he didn't really put it all together until he got a signature win and certain signature win was trevor master giovanni at the cowboy open where after that he went on to you know play second at the mac go on a run at ncaa's and i feel like hawks is right there to do the same thing. And this Travis Whitlake opportunity seemed like such a yeah. good one to be that signature but win. But he, he hasn't done it. But so but then, you know, go to Harmon. Harmon gets a major in the first round, gets a decision in the second round. Quarterfinal sees DeAnthony Parker of North Dakota State, who Hawks majored 11-2. to Just last week. Yeah. So, you know, Haw- Harmon's the two seed. Parker was unseeded. Got to feel a little confident here. Parker ends up beating Harmon 2-1. Gets, gets an escape and a running time point, and Harmon could barely get out. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, Harmon is a very gritty guy. He's got a lot of good technical stuff. I think he's a little undersized, and I think that he he has a really tough style. He's, he's a grinder. He can beat anyone on any given day. Look at yeah. his win over Plot last year. Look at his win over Kakina Ferret or, uh, you know, his match against Hastings. Like, he can beat He's anyone. got it. Yeah, he, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, to to be a successful tournament team, you can't have guys that can beat anyone on any given day. They need to beat the guys they're supposed to beat when they're supposed to beat them and then beat guys that on any given day. Yeah. You know, like, you need that extra thing. And I just feel like Harmon hasn't really shown that yet. Uh so, and then on the backside, same thing. In the blood round, just need one win. And he loses to Sam Fisher, 6-2 of Virginia Tech, who's been a career backup at this point. He's like in his third year and still hasn't started. Very tough. He had a good tournament. But it's a guy that Harmon should beat. Yeah. 
And because Harmon's be way more talented, guys. Yeah, and for for both Harmon and Hawks to come in here and not place at one of the weaker weights of the tournament, I, I would say. When they're both talented, strong wrestlers. Yeah, is 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 just I. I don't know. I was very frustrated after both their matches. I'm frustrated talking about it now because you can just see the talent. You can see what they can do. Well, and you imagine they're probably super frustrated. Oh, my gosh. I can only imagine how frustrated they are. I can only imagine how the freaking coaching staff feels. And it's to like, know the talent that they've got it's and like one, to not see it be able to like come to fruition. Yeah, and, and you know that they came in here probably thinking, all right, we're going to get a sure answer here. And Let, not, let's let's go against each other in the finals. Yeah, and both guys guys go two and two. It's like what is going on, you know? Like, and I feel like they're the only guys at starter wise between the two. You know, all the other guys we've seen this offensive like mindset go out and score in the first thirty, score in the last thirty, stay on them. You know, be aggressive. Not that every guy does that every match, but they have their moments. And I feel like neither of these guys have really done that maybe mm-hmm. hawks against freaking parker but uh, you know hawks here's your chance to take it i i'm a big fan of hawks i think he can be the guy he he's so close he i think i really think that if he got a signature win he could take a jump yeah this could you know you could drive this up to a bad tournament you know that happens but it's like when the, when you have a chance someone's got to step up someone's got to step up and take it and and no one has yet. And you know you've got Whiting and Redshirt. He's really good. He's probably expected to be the starter, but he hasn't really jumped out just yet. He's a true freshman. He's gonna mm-hmm. have up and up and downs. But until then, Mizzou needs someone at this weight to really step up and qualify. At this point, I don't like it. Doesn't look great with for their chances. You know, like they need someone to step up and and make the tournament. They yep. need someone to step up and score points. And so. I don't know we'll what. Just have to wait and see. I have no idea what'll happen going forward. They, they, whoever gets the start against Northern Iowa, gets freaking Parker Keckheisen. So that's going to be really tough. Yeah, but anyway, rant over. Moving on. Oh, and you're not going to rant about this at all, right? <laughs> Jesse Cassat, 197. He was the only one entered. Goes 0 2. His first match against Vincent Baker of Duke finished 8 6. And oh my God, he freaking had it, man. He, he was so close. He. He was right there. He was right there. He just took some really poor shots. I'm I'm just gonna say it. It's a little critical, and I you know I don't mean to sound mean, but he he got to win that match, man. You got to win that match. Um, but lo- drops eight six, drops to the constellations, faces Josh McCutcham of Gardner Webb, just kind of gets horsed over and pinned in the first. Mizzou Mizzou has a hole behind Rocky at one ninety seven right now. And, you know, Cassatt and Hagen are both young, but there's got to be some development if that's going to be an issue. And, and those are hard weights to, to have good depth at yep. because you get a, a lot of guys go play football. I'm pretty sure Cassatt was a football player. I know Hagen was a big football player, you know. Like, it's hard to find pure wrestlers that really slot in. But that was frustrating. Really, really hard to watch. But And then at 285, Seth Nitzel was a was the heavyweight that got the the shot here he wins his first match by decision 3-1 round of 16 really close match with Corey day of binghamton who's ranked 33rd and who ended up making the finals but he ends up pinning him late in the third period yeah it was it was pretty far into the match yeah just got double boots and kind of horsed him over on the backside, he got a major 12-0 looked really good 
and then beat Dorian Crosby 4-3 in a really good match uh, where he was real undersized. I like Nitzel. He's you can tell he's a smaller heavyweight, but mm-hmm. he he's got a lot of skill. And then in the con- uh, in the blood round, uh, Juan Mora of North Dakota State saw a lot of rematches here. Yeah, or a lot of guys that we've seen at least. Yeah, uh, Nitzel throws legs in, and Mora grabs the leg and torques it up, and they get in this weird scramble and. You can't fully see, but it looks like Mora tries to leg pass, and and Nitzel's knee kind of goes the wrong way, yeah. And uh, he goes down in a lot of pain, has to default out. Um, so not a head injury, but hopefully uh, not a significant knee injury. Yeah, hopefully that that comes back quickly. But how is what, is Nitzel a freshman? No, he's not not a true freshman. Okay. Um, I think he's a third year wrestler. Let's see. Yes, he is okay. a third year. And, you know, he's undersized, but he's good despite being undersized. If, I mean, if he could put on even 20 pounds, I think he weighs in at like 215. Mm-hmm. But he showed some really good skill. At his, I, I at like Nitzel. I'm a fan of Nitzel. But yeah. he, hopefully nothing too serious with him. Um, but moving on to our last wrestler, Zach Elam. The champion at yes. 285 of the Southern Scuffle. Finish with a bang. He looked great early. He got a tech. He got a major. He got a 22-second pin. Uh, it was so good. Yeah. It, we, just, we went back and had to rewatch it. We missed it. I don't remember what match we were watching, but... Well, but Flo was also having like a few technical difficulties. Yeah. They might have they cut to a commercial. But, Who knows? But you were like, wait, what happened in Zach's match? And I was like, oh, I I think the stream cut out. And then I checked the results, and I was like, no, he got a 22-second pin. We looked away for a second, and he pinned him, and now they're all gone. Yeah. But in the semis, he got a pretty solid win over number 29, Garrett Joles, who's Minnesota starters. 4-1. And then in the finals, he beat Corey, the aforementioned Corey Day 5-0 in a pretty one-sided match, I'd say. Yeah, it really was. And, I mean, so, I mean, there was not a lot of tough quote-unquote competition for Zach at this tournament necessarily. Well, there were some top 20 guys, but they all got upset. It was kind of a mess of a bracket. Yeah. Um, but his, his path was not necessarily no. a lot of people that uh, gave him too much trouble. But, I mean, you love a champion. Yeah, and, you know, Mizzou kind of had a... It was a lot of ups and downs. Mizzou put four in the finals, but only come out with one champ. No real upsets, but... Kind of sucks, but Zach looked good in his finals match. He looked good the whole time. Yeah, missed the scuffle last year. Comes back, ends up getting the getting a title. That's always nice. So can't complain about that. Um, so yeah, the team finished third. It's just kind of I don't know. I it's a hard to be really happy or really disappointed by I by anything. Yeah, you know, I think like, like the biggest thing is just like. Wishing we could see how some of these things would have gone without some of these injuries. I mean, Connor injuries Brown big, and yeah. Cam Steed, like, you know, I, I, Nitzel. Any, Nitzel, any of these injuries, it's just kind of like, you know, even if they, they, you know, that's not the difference of them, like, making the podium or not, but you do would like to see, you know. I mean, for Brown. For Brown, it would have, yeah. For Nitzel, you For know, Steed, it could have been third podium. instead of fourth, yeah. so. Um, that That's really hard, hard to look at, but to have, you know, to only... Uh, well, so we only ended up sending five starters after the three seven. or seven, um, and to have let's see six make the po well five of them made the podium. Yeah. Um, plus Cam. Plus Cam, yes, and then one champ before in the finals. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bad tournament for Mizzou. They got some upsets. You know, you look at certain he got an upset. Um, Hart didn't get an upset, but beating a top eight guy is always great. 
Uh, Jake Hughes didn't get an upset, but Daniel Cardenas is a freaking stud. I thought that was a really tough match. They're beating guys close to them, at least, in rankings. Guys that, you know... Well, it's like, uh, there's a, you know, you got a lot of young guys, you know. You never know with, a, with a freshman yeah. or something. And then it there was a lot of good that's you know, you can come away happy with. But the bad was bad. The bad was was mm-hmm. was rough. The backups uh, at 197 and 174 didn't look great. 184 was a freaking mess. No real answers there. But overall... You know, I think it's a good day. The, and I think a lot of the things, a lot of the the, the tough, quote-unquote, lessons learned, like you said earlier, are good to learn here. Yes. They're lessons that you're true. going to have that's to have the true. answers for come consolation or come conferences, conferences and the NCAA tournament. And, and the team scored a lot of bonus, which is really important. Um, but I, honestly, the main thing coming out of this is, like, hopefully everyone is healthy. Hopefully, every no, there's no real issues. Because, yeah, no lasting injuries. I mean, you got Northern Iowa coming to town on January eighth. Yep. And we'll do a different episode previewing that. Yeah, we but, wanted to separate and just get this scuffle out since those are a little bit farther apart. But. Yeah, and and just so much happened at the scuffle for like, real. We had we had to sit and talk about it. Didn't want like a like a two hour episode. Exactly, so. but yeah. So I don't know. I I feel okay about the tournament. There's there's like I said, there's a lot of good. That the good is great. Steed is great. Uh, Hart that was great. so exciting Certain to see. Great. Yeah, like a lot of the guys looked really good. It's just like the bad stuff is just so frustrating. It really is. But congrats to all the finalists. Congrats to Zach on the win. Congrats to Cam on on the upset and the and the really fun run. Yeah. Um, and congrats to the team on third place. Absolutely. Absolutely. But overall, I think it's a solid tournament. Um, we'll see. We'll see what they uh, work on. You know, mm-hmm. like there, there's a lot of a lot of opponents they will see again. A lot of conference opponents. Um, you know, and so see just how how the team bounces back from this. I think there's a lot of positives to take away from it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, in the next couple of days, we'll. Get a better idea about where some of these injuries are at, and where that leaves us uh, for the upcoming duel. Um, so that when we give a preview, it's of a more accurate lineup. So yeah, but I think that's our episode, guys. It's a bit of a long one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to me rant, and uh, we'll hopefully get a really good you and I duel. Get some post match interviews and see what the coaches say. Absolutely. Happy New Year to everybody, and yep. you know what we say. Missoula's wrestling school. Bye.